The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get on cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL Drafts Prop Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday morning, April 25th, currently 10.04 on the West Coast, here to discuss NFL draft props. And I believe this is our first or second uh, NFL pod after the season's been over. But here to help me out with the NFL draft props is my main man, both of my gentlemen on the West Coast. It's first Rod via Gomez. Me and Rod were just talking offline and Football season's over, but we're busier than ever, right, Rod? Oh, my God. Well, NFL season is over. Let, let's clarify that. Football season is not over. USFL is yes, kicking high go. gear right now. Uh, I know the NFL draft is sexy, but the USFL is is still going on. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just – it never stops. Moonoff, DGENs never stop. Yeah, betting never stops. And, and you know, the SGPN brand, if there's uh, betting odds on it, we are definitely covering it. But also joining us – from the West Coast, my main man that also joins me on the NBA PropCast, also co-hosting on the NBA Gambling Podcast as well, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing this uh, Monday afternoon, my man? Doing great, dude. It's uh, draft season. Um, yeah. I can't wait to, from a fantasy perspective, I can't wait to uh, start getting the dynasty and the best balls going. I know Kramer, I don't know what he's setting up for, but uh, I'm sure he's going to go through another 24 hours of of madness there. But uh, yeah, man, NFL drafts on Thursday. It's crazy how quickly this thing came. And honestly, a lot of the movement and shift in the market now. So I'm hyped to talk about this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we saw a huge um shift in the market we'll, we'll get to that here briefly but just to kind of set the stage here for the today's episode on the prop cast we're just gonna rattle off some uh draft prop bets that we like we'll give out three maybe four each that we do like generally talk about the draft anything uh maybe that you know we've saw that's kind of transpired over the past 24 hours may or may not have to do with what sean and kramer did last night on their show because there has been a market shift but um Let's just dive into this market shift. As of this morning, we see now that Trayvon Walker is the consensus favorite to be the number one overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Dan, let me start with you on this one. Um, We saw Aiden Hutchinson pretty much throughout the offseason after the Super Bowl was over and working up to the draft here. 
that he was going to be the number one overall pick. We were seeing his odds. I saw north of minus 200 for him just a few weeks back. But since last night to this morning, we're seeing a market shift with now Trayvon Walker being the overall uh, consensus number one overall pick here in the draft coming up on Thursday. Um, Have you read or seen anything on what has kind of transpired for him to be the number one overall pick now? Um, So this is something I was thinking about over the last several of weeks is whether the Jaguars were really, were they really interested in Aiden Hutchinson? Because I think it was just actually smokescreen. Um, If you look at Trent Baalke's, the GM of the the Jaguars, his draft profile is really for those athletic, um, high upside type of players. And to me, Aiden Hutchinson, you're getting like extremely high floor, really solid uh, uh, edge rusher here. Um, But I think that it was actually just a posture move by the Jaguars to try to see if they could potentially convince the Lions that, they wanted Hutchinson and maybe they would trade back and then you get a little bit extra something for the person you wanted the whole time, which was Trayvon Walker. Um, so maybe the fact that Detroit isn't budging, um, mm-hmm. I think that they're comfortable, you know, four, three, four days before the draft, you get some draft ins- assurances, probably hearing more chatter. Um, you've seen a lot of these mock drafts moves and also the, obviously the sports books have all adjusted to have Trayvon Walker as the odds on favorite and uh, Hutchinson moving to number two. So, um, and if I'm thinking about it from a football perspective, I think Hutchinson fits really well at number two with Detroit and Dan Campbell and what he's building for that Detroit, um, that Detroit organization. So um, I think the shift in the market isn't too much of a surprise. I just wish I bet more of Trayvon Walker going higher um, because there was some really good plus value of him being the number one pick you know, just just you know under a week ago. So, yeah, I think the market's certainly shifted in pointing to Walker going to the Jags. Yeah. Right. Uh, thoughts on the market shift as of this morning? Well, I mean, look, all of these teams are a mess up here at the top. So they need all that. <laughs> yeah. And really, the first pick in this draft, especially, just feels like it's not as cut and dry. Obviously, there's no quarterbacks early on in the draft to take, right? So there's, right. And, and of course, even if there was, Jacksonville is not going to grab that quarterback because they did that last year and they, they grabbed the top quarterback. So, you know, again, it, it was just a matter of who they were going to pick. I mean, I had basically them taking somebody to, to protect. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence in the first pick of this draft. So for them to be, you know, messing around with defense, you know, the market shift. Yeah. Obviously everybody's reacting to the fact that now they're kind of changing their tune. So uh, yeah, I mean, again, they need a lot of help anyways. So uh, for, for really what this is worth, I still think it's a crapshoot. I mean, again, we, we, we think we know, but until they read that card, I have a feeling we don't, we don't know as much as we think we do. Yeah, currently uh, yesterday, or sorry, yesterday, uh, Aiden Hutchinson was, I believe, minus 140 over on win bet to be the first overall pick. Now we see Trayvon Walker getting close to minus 180, uh, north of minus 200 now to be the number one overall pick. So, um, yeah, a little market shift there. Again, this is a time to have your, you know, your alerts on, your things like that. Make sure you're reading the proper guys that know what they're talking about, the draft that have the connections and all that good stuff. So um, yeah, definitely uh, make sure to beat the market shifts on your respective books, because I've seen some of them, like you guys highlighted, but they're still kind of slow to move some of these lines. I mean, I still found on one of uh, these books, if you're shopping around Trayvon Walker, so I like around minus 120, minus 130 uh, to be the number one overall pick where our presenting sponsor has them as minus 200 uh, for win bet. So uh Guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into our uh, draft props here 
for the draft coming up in Vegas starting on Thursday. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on the WinBet $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus a WinBet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg parlay with the build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Winner takes all. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier ever than before. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain fresh, cold mountain fresh refreshment. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. So when I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Lights delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember, always to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, coming off of the break here, uh, let's get into our draft props. Uh, Rod, I'll give you the floor first, my man. Uh, what are you liking as your first prop bet for the draft coming up here? Well, okay, so I just talked about it before we went to commercial break, and that's the fact that uh, I think that all of these teams within the first probably three or four picks need some sort of protection for their quarterback because they probably wouldn't be in that position if their quarterback would have been better uh, playing. I mean, Trevor Lawrence sacked around 30 some odd times. Uh, Mills sacked around, well, the Mills, whatever connection in, in Houston, mm-hmm. sacked so many times. Jared Goff was the 11th most sacked quarterback. So all of these guys need offensive line protection. And if I were a GM, I would be hunting for an offensive lineman to do that. And I think Akeem Ikwanu is actually the kind of guy that uh, is actually going to protect their quarterback, at least maybe not right away, but certainly within the next few years. So if I were somebody, I would take him as one of my first picks. And so I'm going to say that he is the top offensive lineman, uh, got him going off at about minus 185. So uh, uh, the books seem to agree with me, but I I think it's a safe bet. I mean, my friend Cody always says, you only pay the juice if you lose. So, you know, it's just a matter of uh, picking the right bet. And I think this guy 
presents a lot of opportunity and, and solid play enough to where he can grow into one of the top offensive linemen in the league. And uh, any of those top four or five teams in, in the draft certainly could use that type of protection. Dan, thoughts on uh, Rod's first pick here? Um, I actually love it because it goes great into my parlay where I have Ike, I have Ikem Aquanu being the first offensive lineman off the board, along with Sauce Garner being the first QB draft uh, cornerback drafted at minus one twenty five. Um, much for, of what Rod said is is correct. Out of these first five picks, all of them need some, some offensive line help. Yeah. It's just a matter of which. I guess what scheme fits best. And I don't think uh, Aquanu is going to go any lower than, I mean, I think there's a possibility he could go to the Texans at three. They yeah. ranked P per PFF 29th in offensive line grading. And they're going to, they're not going to have Laramie Tunsil or uh, I think Marcus Cannon got cut. So they don't really have much, you know, in terms of versatility on the line. I think Evan Neal is certainly in play Aquanu. Um, and we could see Charles cross potentially go to the giants. If, if the linemen start to fall off the board. So um, I see a lot of value in, in picking a, a, a Quanu as the, the first lineman off the board. Cause he's the best of the, of the crop. And then the sauce Garner play is really, um, I think there's actually a, a, I think a cornerback could be in play at the Texans at three as high as three. And I don't think he's going to get past the uh, probably the giants at seven. And the only competition he really has at cornerback is, is Stingley. And I don't, I think the way that we've seen a lot of the, the commentary and the rumors and what, especially the giants, the homework they're putting in on, on sauce Garner, along with the jets, I wouldn't be surprised because Salah and his, you know, relationship and loving uh, Richard Sherman in the San Francisco days. Um, I just think he fits the bill for the top corner um, in this, in this draft. So pair those two together. I, I think it's a pretty good bet at minus minus one twenty five. It's funny you say that, though, as the Texans, because I did a mock draft a, a couple of weeks back with another uh, of folks. I, I committed Pod Daltrey, sorry. Uh, but yeah, I had I had uh, Iquanu going to the Texans at that third pick. So uh, look at that. Like minds. Yeah, I mean, I'll speak on behalf of the Texans, right? They, I mean, they need help at every single position right now. Let's just be frank about it. Um, yeah. Offensive tackle is, you know, they have Laramie Tunsil. They have Titus Howard um, there as well. But I think that there's one of, the, I think this could go one of two ways for the Texans, or actually even three ways. They could go cornerback with Sauce Gardner. They could go offensive tackle. They could also, I mean, sounds pretty obvious. They could always, they need um, pass rush, right? They, they yeah. lost JJ Watt. They, they, they let go of Whitney Merciless. Um, and they also, I believe, traded away Zach Cunningham as well, who was the guy that led this team in tackles over the past several seasons. Now, Texans are rebuilding. We know that for sure, especially what happened after Deshaun Watson and uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade and things like that. So I, I like it. I, and again, from everything that I've been reading about the Texans, what you guys just highlighted, I think it's spot on, which kind of leads me to my first one. Is It's kind of going off of what Dan just said is I'm taking Sauce Gardner under five and a half I, I, on his draft position. Cause I think that again, he could go three, he can go four, possibly at five, but I'm what, from everything I'm reading that number four spot is where I'm really seeing that uh, South Gardner can end up with the New York Jets because everything Dan, you just said about Robert Sala being a defensive guy coming from San Francisco second year, I believe going into uh, being the coach for the New York Jets defensively last year, they ranked number 20, sorry, number 30 in passing yards allowed per game and total passing yards allowed. So again, that's going to be an area of concern or something that they do they do need to address for the Jets at number four. They also have the do do have the number 10 pick. We'll get to that in a in, in a bit with wide receivers. I'm sure somebody will have that pick. But we heard about the whole um 
the race, I guess we can say for Tyreek Hill, they were a part of were the New York Jets. Now we're hearing about the Debo Samuel as well. We'll touch on that as well. But I think that at number four, I think that's really a spot that uh, Sauce Gardner goes. So I'm taking my first prop bet at minus, uh, sorry, under five and a half at minus 125 for uh, Gardner there. Um, Rob, let's get over to your second uh, prop bet here. What else do you have for us? So I talked about that uh, mock draft that I did, and it's it's funny because there was a lot of fantasy analysts, right? So the the guy running the mock draft thought, oh, well, we're going to have a lot of uh, skill position players. I, I hate that term, but that's just what everybody knows, skill position players. But uh, but instead, it just ended up being a lot of defensive backs and offensive linemen. <laughs> and then like, the first receiver didn't go for at least another 15 rounds. Uh, so I'm going to go back to that offensive line. I mean, I know we're fantasy players here, but uh, I, I think we're going to go with New England the exact position drafted is offensive line uh, mm. because for whatever reason, I just see a lot of offensive linemen value in this draft. And, and again, with new England losing a couple of theirs, right? Uh, they lost uh, Ted Carassus and Shaq Mason. And so they need help. And, <laughs> and I think that they're going to go on the offensive line. I'm leaning more toward the fact that they're probably going to go after a center. Uh, but I actually think Tyler Lindbaum, if he actually falls to them, uh, is a really good pick for them uh, at center. And I think that he's going to be at least a good addition to their to their offensive line. But, I mean, I think there's any sort of lineman around that area that they can end up taking to help them out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if they, if they want to keep Mac Jones upright for the length of his career, get a young offensive lineman and keep him there for a while. So, like I said, get him a good center uh, to, to get that chemistry developed early. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that they'd stand a good chance at that. So... And then, and that's plus money too. That's plus three eighty. So if you grab that now, that's pretty good value. There we go. Uh, Dan, thoughts on that? Uh, it seems like a very Belichick like pick. So I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we've seen over the years where I, I think the only one has really what Trent Brown was there, and then they have Isaiah Wynn, who's been coming off of injuries. He's been in and out of the uh, the uh, starting lineup there, I guess, or or the uh, the offensive line there for the New England Patriots and. They got their guy last year in the draft with Mac Jones. I believe it was number 15. Now you got to go out and protect them. And I think that Rod spot on with that is that, that, you know, they're going to go after an offensive lineman more than, more than likely. I think they will um, defensively. They always find a way with their schemes to be good. So I think that the priority right now is probably going to be on offense for them. I also probably maybe can see them taking a wide receiver, uh, but they will probably butcher that pick anyways, because they just haven't been great <laughs> drafting wide receivers in the first round. Um but especially at the value that Rod just talked about for the New England Patriots at north of plus 300. Uh, that, that's a great, uh, great call there. Dan, let's get to your next one, man. What do you got? Yeah, my next one, I'm going to go with Malik Willis over 10 and a half uh, draft position. Okay. I think this is too, this is too much gas, man. And um, I, I'm not going to believe in the hype that the Panthers, I think that's the first opportunity to grab a quarterback in the top 10 pick in the top 10 uh, first top 10 pick, excuse me. Yeah. And you know, it's, a lot of the steam has been going to Kenny Pickett. I don't know that I even believe that he's going to get drafted there because if we're looking at this QB market for this class, this is not very good. And so you already have a holdover quarterback in Sam Darnold risking and mortgaging a top six pick on a quarterback that you think that might, might be a career backup at this point to me seems too rich. Um, so 10 and a half. And Malik Wills isn't even the favorite to go to Carolina. So if what other team would, would take that risk? Because if you look at the back end of the draft, outside of the Seattle Seahawks, no one really needs a quarterback. Yeah. But I think that the Seattle Seahawks have other needs that they need to fulfill. 
uh, besides just the quarterback position. And if, if you can wait and get other players that can impact your team now instead of later, mm-hmm. you spend the draft capital for that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Seattle Seahawks try to trade back maybe and potentially get a, a Desmond Ritter or potentially they get Malik Willis. It's just not going to happen within the first 11 picks of the draft. So I think over 11 is a, over 10 and a half is a pretty safe bet for Malik Willis, who there's just a lot of volatility in the QB market right now. Desmond Ritter has been moving up the boards. Can he pick it? We have no idea where he's going with his small hands. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm comfortable taking uh, Malik Willis over 10 and a half at, uh, I believe I saw that as minus 130. Yeah, I think the one team that you did mention, there's the Seattle Seahawks, where possibly uh, they may take a, a quarterback. But we saw last year where the top three picks were all quarterbacks, right? We, t- we talked about Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and then uh, was it Zach, Will- uh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson mm-hmm. uh, was the number three pick over there to the Jets. So, but we haven't really seen that. Guy. I mean, yeah. Over the past couple of weeks where the combines have been going on, Malik Willis has been getting a lot of steam. But at least from what we're looking at, I think at least in the top 10 picks here, teams have bigger concerns outside of quarterback, if if that makes sense. Right. And maybe Falcons at eight, but I think they're probably going to go wide receiver. We'll see probably, I I think the first wide receiver will come off the board at uh, Atlanta at number eight. But outside, once you get out of that top 10, what you talked about right there, uh, Dan, 11, Washington, I think, is a possibility that may need a quarterback. Tyler Haneke has been pretty good. Maybe somebody trades up to get Malik Willis at that point, but we'll see. Rod, thoughts on uh, this pick at uh, over 10.5 for Malik Willis? I, yeah, I mean, for sure. You're right. As far as everybody in the top 10, they could... I mean, you figure, like we said, Jacksonville has their quarterback already. Uh, Detroit, do you want to replace Jared Goff right now? Who knows? Um, I could see the Texans wanting one, but not necessarily going out and get him. I see a lot of, of New Orleans right now getting him at 16. So, yeah. um, I mean, if that's the case, then absolutely. But you look at the Eagles don't need it. Baltimore doesn't need it. Uh, maybe maybe the Texans come back with their second pick and pick 13 and grab him. But, I mean, again, I, I don't see any of the top 10 picks or even 11 picks, like you said, uh, wanting to grab that quarterback because um, – most of them already got him last year in the draft, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I think Malik Willis just continues to drop. And again, there's no, I mean, he's not even, people grit their teeth when they say Malik Willis is going to get drafted. Right. Which I don't get it. I mean, he's, you know, it's not a, it's not a sexy name. I, I think it's because he played at Liberty. Yeah. about to say Liberty university is not right? like the strongest competition in, in the uh, NFL like, or, or yeah. to potentially be in the NFL, right? If it was like an SCC school or a power five school, oh yeah, probably be a, a top 10 pick for sure. But when you, when you, when you kind of have that connotation of a, a school like Liberty and no disrespect to Liberty, I mean, he could come out and be a pro bowler for all we know and the way that he's been, you know, showcasing himself at, at the uh, combine, but it doesn't seem like that, you know, teams are really, I guess, looking at that. Going to the Texans at 13, for, and again, being down in Houston and being a fan of this team, they're kind of all in right now on Davis Mills because he had a – I mean, yeah. last season he was pretty good for the Texans. He was solid, you know? he was solid yeah. right? And I think that you just got to build around him. They need to get him some receivers. They need to build that offensive line, defense. I mean, this team needs to do everything right now. Um, but I think the one thing that they are sold on is Davis Mills right now. So, again, I think he's going to get past 13 as well. You did mention Philly there. Let's ask Dan. Dan, you know, we sold on Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that they're at least sold for the first 
I think he's still got a little bit of leash left. I don't think they're going to go quarterback. Um, if anything, I think that they're going to probably go defensive end or wide receiver. That's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how the the board shakes out. But I, I, you know, Howie Roseman's always very active on on draft night. So I wouldn't be surprised if we make trade down or yep. perhaps, perhaps trade up to get somebody else that we may want. Um, but yeah, just want to go back to uh, the the Malik Willis thing. So Malik Willis, I'm still confused about how like a pro day can really change your draft stock that significantly because he like, didn't he transferred from freaking Auburn cause he couldn't beat out Bo Nix and he goes to Liberty. Like most people like, if they're going to transfer, they at least go to a, some kind of a competent, like comparable school. Yeah. And like, he goes to the middle of nowhere in Virginia and balls out. Like, I don't, I don't know another Liberty player. So like for me to, to gas him into 11, I don't know. I just think that the books are a little bit, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something about Malik. Well, listen, like I know from a fantasy perspective, Rod, like everyone's enamored in the dynasty community about, Oh, he can, he has rushing upside, but I'm like, you still gotta be able to throw the ball. <laughs> like we're talking yeah. about running an NFL offense here. So like, yeah, I think he's just too much of a project to project him anywhere near the top 10 and a half picks. Rod, have you guys done already? Like, Dynasty rankings for these rookies coming out. Uh, I know Jeremy's hard at work over there. So if you're looking at uh, if you're looking for those types of grades, go to the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast uh, dot com, and uh, yeah, definitely make sure because Jeremy Jeremy's cranking those things out, man. He's he's hot on the trail. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, busy times over at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Definitely get over to the website sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, for my second prop here, it's kind of twofold here. And I'm looking at, you know, historically, you kind of look going back. And again, I know draft is all about needs and things like that. Um, but I, I took total running backs in the first round to be drafted over half at plus 145. And if we kind of go back all the way to the 2015 draft, there's been at least one quarter or sorry, one running back that has been drafted since that draft, right? It would go all the way back to 2015. It was Todd Gurley. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 16, Leonard Fournette, uh, Saquon, uh, Josh Jacobs uh, was in 2019. And then 2020, we had uh, CEH. And then last year, we had two guys that went in the first round with Najee and Travis Etienne. And, you know, from what I've been reading, uh, guys, you guys, you guys can probably elaborate on this, is that um, Brees Hall has been really getting some steam here. And I also took him as my third prop to go under 39 and a half for his draft position. And I think that if he, if he get ends up in the first round drafted, I think that kind of kills um, two birds with one stone, if that makes sense. And I'm not sure if Dan, I'll start with you on Hall. Have you read or seen anything about this? Because I feel like there's some value here, at least taking a running back to be drafted in the first round at plus 145. The first round is what gives me a little bit of pause, but I like the 39 and a half. Okay. Um, but if we're looking at the draft board of who actually needs a running back right now, I mean, if we're talking about fit, Buffalo at 25 would be great. Um, and I'm still not completely sold that they're into Devin Singletary as the long-term solution. Like they were trying to trot out Zach Moss for probably a quarter of the season before they actually turned to Singletary last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the the fact that he's there, he's holdover from the old regime and you get somebody like Brees Hall. I mean, you're looking at a three down running back that actually can catch the ball. Um, and he's a bigger size, more reliable than potentially what Devin Singletary could be. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about was your Houston Texans. Now Rod was, was surmised something what they that they do something at number 13 mm-hmm. um i think that they they need a running back bad right 100%. like yeah 
like David Johnson's not going to last again and Rex Burkhead and whoever the hell they were trotting out there last yeah. year. So it's not like they don't need a running back. So to me, those are the two best fit teams and you can trade back for running back. Like, I think that's the one thing that's going against um, the value of a running back just isn't as high anymore. So you can get those valued picks in the second and third round, especially with not that many people need a running back. So you could probably be a little bit more conservative here, but I do like it under 39 and a half. I think he's going to be, he's definitely gonna be the first running back off the board. And it's just a matter of like, will he go that early second round um, or, you know, maybe, maybe late first round, but I think it's worth it at plus money, you know, to being yeah. that there isn't that many, I mean, it's only half of a running back. Right. So yeah. um, one, one guy, Brees Hall, he's clearly the dude in a tier of his own. So I, I, I like the play definitely under 39 and a half. Yeah. Texans do have the number 37 pick as well in the second round. And right now the, the back Great is uh, it's, uh, Rex Burkhead. It's David Johnson. And Gross. I think they, yeah. Rec- and they also signed Marlon Mack recently. So, I mean, those guys are not, you know, like you mentioned, three down backs, right? I mean, you have a lot of pass catching backs uh, yep. in that backfield right now, but for Brees Hall to be that uh, three down back, a physical runner, a guy that, you know, has, you, you talked about that can catch the ball and, and be that type of running back for the Texans. I, I'm going to take, I, I'm, I'll try to dig up one more before we get out of here. Now that you're kind of, but, but imagine that but, though, you, yeah. you spend your first, your first pick on a lineman or defensive back, mm-hmm. and then you grab, or the second pick, you get a lineman or a defensive back, and then you get your running back in the third pick. Yeah. Like that's a great draft. Yeah. So like, and then you already have your quarterback. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a very logical if I'm playing GM like that, that, that's the way that I would play it, but I'm not. So we'll see what happens. Rod, I'm going to give thoughts? Lovey Smith some credit. <laughs> Rod, any thoughts on uh, Brees Hall here? You know, it's funny because I feel like the NFL draft is going zero RB right now. at this point. Where, <laughs> like, point. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. it feels like every other position is being filled up. But, uh, you know, to t- uh, Titus's point, you, you look back at what the teams have and you can kind of say that each team has their running back. I mean, other than Texans, obviously, but yeah. like all the, all you can kind of say, all right, well this, you know, green Bay with Aaron Jones and now Dylan, uh, you know, obviously Camara and Ingram over there. I mean, you think of the, you think of the team and you think of the pair. I mean, it almost feels like most of the teams are set basically at running back. Um, even new England who for a while was playing running back roulette too. So yeah. um, Pittsburgh solid, um, I don't know. It, it feels to me like running back may not go in the first round, but again, we don't know. So to throw a little and sprinkle a little on, on a running back going first, the Texans may surprise us uh, by taking one with their second pick or, or at the very least, you know, somebody trying to sneak in one because they, mm-hmm. they know they won't come back to them. So yeah. um, I could, I could see, well, I don't want to say I could see Kansas city doing it, but <laughs> I mean, who knows at this point what Kansas city does with their second pick back to back. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, let's do this. Let's take one more break here. We'll come back. We'll get into our, uh, third prop picks here for this NFL draft. Uh, we'll continue the conversation. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by athletic greens and their AG one supplement. So what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG one? You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovers and recovery and athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five 
free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code, promotional code SGP and claim your 70% off. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP, I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H.com slash SGP. All right, coming off of the break here, uh, let's get into more of these uh, draft prop bets here. Uh, Rod, let's go with your third one, man. What do you got here? I've had fun with the exact position drafted because it's some good odds and I feel like uh, if you hit, I mean, you don't have to, to bet a lot on them to actually have some success. So we're going to go back to the exact position draft and we're going to go with Seattle because I think that Seattle needs help in the secondary. And I think that's where they're going to get it with their first pick. Uh, so I'm going to say that the exact position drafted is a defensive back at plus 400. But more specifically, uh, you talked a, a little bit, Dan, about uh, about uh, Stingley. And I think this is a good fit for Seattle. I think Stingley uh, is a, a, a the type of cornerback that Seattle wants. Um, I've read that they're trying to go more man, uh, so they're going to probably need a little more help. Uh, the second coming of the Legion of Boom, I think, is, is what they really need. And they need an identity. I mean, I think they really need an identity again because that's where Seattle has dropped off. And now without Russ, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of can the offense stay on the field long enough and, and they're going to need young defensive backs to actually keep up with, I think, as much as they're going to be out on the field. And I think Stingley offers that. And I think he's going to fall. I think he's going to fall to them because, uh, you know, they're looking at, at a couple of the other guys ahead that might be going and. Stingley's going to be right there where you said, I think Moonoff, you, you nailed it where Atlanta's going to go wide receiver. So I, I think, uh, you know, Ahmad Gardner's probably going to go off before that. So yeah. Yeah. Stingley falls to, to Seattle. And that's too good value for them to pass up. Yeah. I think the two guys, at least from a cornerback perspective that we're talking about, it's going to be obviously Kyle uh, Hamilton from Notre Dame. And then uh, Stingley is the other guy from LSU. Uh, the two big names as far as a cornerback position. So um, thoughts on that one, Dan. Yeah, I think Kyle Hamilton's going to slide. And, you know, they already have Jamal Adams as their safety. So I don't think that the need fits there. But Stingley to the, the Seattle Seahawks makes a lot of sense to me because just the division of what he's facing against, um, you know, you got Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, like 
I mean, I, I we'll see what happens with the San Francisco quarterback situation. But, you know, I think that having a, a lockdown corner, a guy that has good pedigree, like he he had a really good season in 2019 and then, you know, COVID happened and all that. But I mean, this guy was playing in practice against LSU wide receivers. So yeah. I mean, you talk about talent, like you're, you're going against the best, literally the best Jamar Chase and, and Justin Jefferson. Like that's your, those are your peers. So I think that that's just a really good thing for his draft stock and like what he's capable of. Um, some injury concerns, sure. But I think that for the talent that you're getting and what Pete Carroll loves to emphasize is defense. And um, yeah, so I, I like this. Uh, I think you could also take the under nine and a half, I believe is his uh, draft position, his draft um, order market. So uh, I would definitely take the under on that one. I like it, guys. I like it. Uh, Dan, let's get over to your next one, man. What do you got? Yeah, this is a kind of a par. Uh, it's not a parlay, but I got a few different ways to go at Drake London. Um, wide receiver from USC. I love him in this draft, mainly because at the back end of that first round, there's a bunch of teams that need wide receivers, mainly the Falcons. And Munaf, you alluded to that earlier. Mm -hmm. I think there's been some traction between Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and then also Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams is coming out with all these little reels of you know his rehabilitation from his ACL reconstruction. So I think there's definitely some movement on him, but one thing that's been consistent is that Drake London's market's been hovering around that 12 and a half uh, to anywhere as high as 10 and a half draft position. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm seeing it at best odds at 11 under 11 and a half at minus 114. I love that. Uh, I think there's a very good chance that he goes as high as eight and okay. he could be the first wide receiver off the board at plus 200. I'm going to take that bait um, mainly because Garrett Wilson, six foot, very proven product at OSU. But I think I like Drake's size and what the Falcons they're, I think they're going to be the first team to actually take that plunge on a wide receiver. They have no wide receivers. Yeah. Like you're looking at Zacchaeus. Um, Zacchaeus is one of them. You got Kyle Pitts that they spent last year as a tight end, but he's pretty much a wide receiver. But with the size, they don't know what they're going to do in the quarterback room. They got obviously got Mar Marcus Mariota. Wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a quarterback as well later on in the draft. But you need size. And 6'4", 220, this guy averaged like 11, eight targets. 11 targets, eight receptions for over 130 yards and a touchdown over the course of the season. He can go up and get the ball, contested catches, big hands, big dude. I think it just fits the profile. Worst case, I think he'll go to the Jets at 10. Yeah. Um, so I just like his play at, you know, first receiver off plus 200, under 10 and a half or under 11 and a half. That's probably the best at minus 114. Uh, I think he's going to, he's sure, sure bet to go top 10. Yeah, I think there's three teams right now. We just talked about that 11 and a half position. You know, you know, we talked about the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about, I think New York Jets are probably primed at number 10 to also pick up a receiver. But right there, number 11 as well, uh, the Washington Commanders, yeah. right? I think that we've been Absolutely. hearing a lot about, um, you know, they want somebody to pair with Scary Terry out there, down there with your boy Carson Wentz. Um, so I think that this is a, a position where I think we'll see Garrett Wilson be the first one off the board. Uh, I heard rumors about, you know, Chris Olave. And then also, yeah. I, I think that Drake London has been the big sexy pick as well. So I think you know there, there's a a slot from there from 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 eight to ten to eleven. I think those are kind of spots where he could end up. And I think that outside of that, if he falls all the way down right there to number thirteen to the Texans, we need some receiver help as well. So there's some options there for the Texans to pick up. You know, either if it's Jameson Williams or whether even. Um, some of the other guys from uh, Ohio State that are primed to be a couple top picks, at least in the wide receiver class this year. Um, Rod, do you have thoughts for about Drake London this year? Hey, look, the Giants have two picks in the first, what, 10? I mean, and yeah. 
can you pair him with Kadarius Tony? I mean, think about that. Uh, I know yeah. Kenny Galladay is still the sexy name there, but uh, who knows? He he may even go away soon. So you have a young pair of wide receivers uh, to to go. That that's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, look, we even heard the rumor. I think a couple of days ago, uh, not if it's confirmed or not, but that the Giants were looking to trade Kadarius Tony for a first round pick. Yeah. Right. Crazy. And and again, that if there maybe if something transpires on draft night where they're able to, you know, pick up an extra draft pick for one of these teams that do need a wide receiver. And who knows, maybe top falls into that top 11 and they go out and draft a a a a, um, a wide receiver at that point, too. And again, the Giants have what the fifth pick and the seventh pick in this year's draft. So, again, the possibilities are, and you know, we, we sometimes sit here, we read all these mock drafts and, and something goes haywire and throws everybody's draft board, you know, all out of whack. So, again, things like that do happen in the, in the NFL draft for sure. Um, is it my turn now? Number three? Who did I miss? Sure. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, kind of general, I have a discussion here about the, uh, the uh, quarterbacks. And I know, Dan, you mentioned that Desmond Reader at number 32, the Lions is appealing. Um, but it, it kind of seems like the three quarterbacks that we have did touch on in, in this uh, conversation so far has been um, Kenny Pickett, Malik Wilson, or sorry, Malik Willis, and Desmond Reader. And I'm looking at Matt Corral at over 33 and a half at minus 125 is something that I do like here because we haven't heard much about him. And again, we kind of get down towards the bottom of that draft there where we're talking about teams that don't need quarterbacks, right? Rod, you mentioned Kansas City Chiefs have the 30, uh, 30th pick this year. They have a 31st pick as well, if I'm not mistaken. 32 is where it kind of gets dicey for me and where I think, Dan, if you want to expand on you thinking Raiders going to end up going there to 32, I think that's probably the only position where he could probably end up going for me. So I'm looking at Matt Corral at over 33 and a half. Um, Dan, you want to expand on the reader pick that you had mentioned in our Slack channel? Yeah, so he's, he's been up there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I think he's he's just been moving up draft boards primarily because he doesn't turn over the ball and he's very he has a very high IQ. Um, if you look at some of his decisions in the red zone last year, um, just very savvy, poised quarterback. And where he's going, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Lions or someone that in the back end of that draft that might need a, a quarterback to back up their current situation, someone that you could possibly build around or just be a stopgap for, you know, future years. Um, I think that the, the draft stock on him has certainly risen. And, you know, if you look at the draft, if you look at the certain mock drafts three weeks ago, you know, he was in the, you know, mid second round and stuff like that. So it's the fact that he's making the jump up to the, to the, potentially the back end of the first uh, says a lot about his, his uh, opportunity here. So um, I think there's great value there. I was reading a mock draft today by Peter King where he had Matt Corral actually going to the Falcons back in the draft. And I thought that that was interesting. Apparently they've been doing a lot of homework on him. They really like his film and his tape. Um, they had him in for private visits a couple of times. So um, that's the only time that I've heard Matt Corral's name in the top 30, you know, the top 30, three picks. Um, so I'm not overly concerned about that. Peter King hasn't been like the savviest mock drafter ever. So um, this is just me just trying to read as much as I yeah. can as possible. So mm -hmm. I actually feel comfortable with Matt Corral over 33 and a half too, just because I think that Ritter has more juice around him and, and has, it seems to be getting highly more highly great and, and preferred by GMs and, and other staff and beat writers uh, in the media right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, similar to what you just said uh, there, Dan, is, is what I've, you know, um, been reading as well about Reader. And, um, you know, I just feel like 32, at some point, I feel like the Lions are going to have to take a quarterback. Um, 
Jared Goff is probably not the future there. I mean, you know, we've talked about at volumes on the SGPN network about Jared Goff. Um, now at some point they're gonna have to make that decision of taking a quarterback. They also do have the number 34 pick to the Detroit Lions. So right. I think that might be a spot where they could probably, you know, end up taking uh Corral there uh if uh reader is off the board at, at some point. And again, there might be a team that jumps up, you know, that comes up and takes um takes reader. I think Corral, I think is probably a second round pick for me for sure. I think reaching for him in the first round might be, I think it might be a reach there. But Rod, any thoughts on this one? Uh, you nailed it. I, in fact, you just took everything I was going to say. Uh, the 34th pick uh, for De- uh, Detroit, I think, is where it's it's good because I don't think anybody wants to pay him first round money. So yeah. why, especially Detroit, where you have the last pick in the draft, uh, the pick 32, why pay first round money when two two picks later, you know, Jacksonville's not going to take him. So he's still going to be there for you in that second round. So why not save a little money? Uh, and get yourself an opportunity to pick somebody that you really need uh, maybe uh, in the secondary uh, for Detroit and then turn around a couple picks later and, and grab your QBO of the future. Yeah, even in round two, take a look at Seattle. They have 40 and 41 as well. Um, I mean, so that I mean that could be a possible destination. I don't think Drew Locke is the future there for Seattle. Kind of go further down the board, 43 Atlanta as well. Like you mentioned, Dad, that you know, Atlanta's also might be in the, in the market for a quarterback. Um for their future now with the trade with Matt Ryan going over to the Colts. Um, you guys have anything else that you kind of want to throw out there before we do get into best bets? Um, we had the, the quarterback discussion, uh, but anything else that kind of stuck out to you? Maybe something you guys have read over the past couple of days here as we lead up to the draft? Uh, Broad, anything? Uh, no, we're just going to have some fun watching this all unfold. That's for sure. Yeah. Dan, you have anything? Um, just a question for you guys. Yeah. What, what do you like as the over under of quarterbacks drafted in the first round? Two and a half. You, you go an over or under. See, I was looking at that, uh, where we were, we were trying to draft up these, uh, these picks here. It's, and it's, it's just this discussion that we just had, right? So it's going to depend on if anybody's going to trade up for Desmond Raider. And I think if a team does that, obviously you catch, because I just feel like that Wilson, or sorry, Willis and uh, Pickett are are going in the first round for sure. We know that. It's just as we maybe agreed kind of within these next two, three days as we kind of lead up to the draft, is there a team willing to come up in the draft and 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 draft Desmond Raider? That's right. kind of where I'm at. I was looking at that very, very hard. Um, I just can't get there yet. I, I think that, yeah. you know, maybe we watch <laughs> like if the market does shift, if we just keep on hearing some news about it. Um, but right now... Gun to my head, I'd probably play over because a lot of teams, some of these teams do like to reach. Who knows? Maybe Falcons come up in the late round, trade right. up and, and grab them, right? Because they do need a quarterback. We just said that. So, Rod, you have any thoughts on that over two and a half uh, in the first round for the quarterbacks? I think, I think I'm taking the under still. I, I just don't see any other team nice. wanting to pay. I, I just, I came back around to the, to the money thing. No one wants to pay these guys first round money uh, when they're not super stellar uh, top of the notch line quarterbacks. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, it is about dollars and cents for a lot of these uh, team owners. So um, yeah, definitely. Again, one, one other question. Yeah, go ahead. You guys, yeah, yeah. K- Kayvon Thibodeau, this guy was supposed to be going as high as the second pick by the Detroit lions. And now we, we were talking about this shuffle of the first five picks. And if you look at his over under still sitting at five and a half, is there a chance that he slides outside of that five? Like, I mean, the talent is there. Like the dude was a beast. He is a beast. And I yeah. think like, he's had some draft concerns about his arrogance and how he sees himself and blah, blah, blah. Not really that many, just character stuff. You know what I'm saying? But like, he's a baller. So like, 
Where's this guy going to go, though, from where I guess the way that we were shaking out our first, you know, six picks, it didn't really involve him. So is Carolina the best option at six? Like, what, what are you guys thinking there? Right. I'll, I'll let you lead off on this one. I still think he goes. I, I, I got to think that one of these teams still wants him bad enough. You know, I mean, New York still needs help there. It's it's not like yeah. the need has gone away. Uh, <laughs> New York know? needs everything. New York needs <laughs> everything. New York teams, yeah. We're talking, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know why, I mean, yeah, character is a big thing, but look, these guys, they're able to rehab a lot of these guys. So if you still yeah. need the, if you still need help with the position, you should take that help. I agree. Again, the Texans at three. Okay. I, I, I keep play, on talking right? about, yeah, they're in play. in play. Like they need a pass rusher. They need secondary help. So that's intriguing four and five right there. The jets, they need all types of defensive help, right? So whether it's secondary, whether it's pass rush, and it, it kind of helps that Robert Sala as a head coach was a defi- de- uh, defensive coordinator where the Niners that came over. He's a defensive head coach. And you kind of look at all the stats from last year. Jets were bottom in a lot of these categories in defense. So, again, that's intriguing. And number five at the Giants, I, I think offensive tackle is a need for them. Obviously, it has been for the past decade for them. <laughs> but, again, defensively, <laughs> defensively, uh, again, they they could go out and get a, a cornerback or even a, they need pass rush as well. So, I kind of find it hard to believe that he falls out of the top five for me. But again, crazier things have happened. But again, one and two, we know with Walker and Hutchinson. Three, I think it's where it gets interesting and what the Texans do. And, and they've kind of really kept a lid on what they want to do so far. So um, it's it's the Texans. Texans may just text and then pick, make a pick that comes out of left field and it just just fucks up everything in, in the draft for, for everybody else. <laughs> You guys have anything? You guys are both. So you guys are both on the under five and a half. Four. I think so. Cool. All right. Cool. What did you think, Danny? Did you think it was under? I'm still. It's. I'm just looking at all the the way things are moving. I'm like, I I just don't know. Someone's got to fall out of this. And who is that guy? So yeah, Christian Cross. Is it Evan Neal? Someone's got to fall out. So I like. I like like where you guys are going with that, though. All right. Let's take uh, one last break here, guys. We'll come back. We'll identify best bets and we'll wrap up the show here. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. And the app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. I'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many PropSwappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the base value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit 
and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break here, let's get into our best bets for this 2022 NFL draft happening in Vegas at the Bellagio Fountains. That's going to be a sight to see, but Dan, I'll start with you here, my man. Uh, Best bet for this NFL draft. What do you got? Yeah, I think it's going to be the parlay. Quanu, first offensive lineman off the board, and Sauce Garner, first cornerback off the board, minus 125. I think these are both the best positional values for the respective um, their respective drafts. And, uh, you know, I think that both of them are going to be – they're going to hear their name called within the first top five picks. And um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for either of them to go within those three to uh, probably seven range. Um, and I think that being that they're both the, the odds-on favorite for both of those positions, packaging them together makes a lot of sense to me. All right, there we go. Best bet from Dan. It's going to be a parlay for this NFL draft. There doesn't get more decent than that, a parlay for the NFL decent for the draft. But, hey, if it cashes, it's all hey, good here. Take it. Yeah, 100%. Rod, what do you got, man? Uh, I'm going to just piggyback off of that and say Akeem Aquanu, uh as the top offensive lineman is my best bet. I mean, look, you you stand to win a ton of money if you uh, if you parlay Dan's and mine's together. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, that that's those are the top. Everything Dan <laughs> said about Akeem, uh, that that's that's why I'm back in this bet. All right, there we go. So uh, correlated there's uh, correlated stuff. Our eyes are going to be on this draft within the first like five six picks here for the uh, Dan and Rod's picks. But um, for mine, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Brees Hall, man. Under 39 and a half, I just think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, especially guys right there in the top of that second uh, in round two, whether it's the Texans, whether it's a, you know, one of these other teams, maybe Jacksonville at 33. I know true, they get Travis Etienne back, but he's coming off a major injury. Um, Jets might need a, a running back as well, but you know, they have two picks right there, right? That 39. Um, and again, 39 Chicago Bears are there as well. I know they have uh, David Montgomery, but Again, a lot of these teams are starting to go to two um, two running back systems here. So I'm going to go with Brees Hall under 39 and a half as my best bet for this NFL draft. Uh, Dan, I know you got to get out of here. Uh, I want to ask Rod one final thing before we do get out of here, but uh, I'll let you get off in. But you have anything else that uh, you want to throw out there and then let the people know where they're going to find you at? Oh, uh, oh shit. I <laughs> talking to me about that. Zoned out there. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Titus. Um, and I'll be back for the NBA gaming podcast later this week, more prop cast stuff. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, cast these, cast these bets, man. It's going to be a fun week. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Um, NFL draft in Vegas. It's going to be a lot of fun. I wish I was going to be out there. I know Sean and Ryan are going to be out there at the uh, Blue Wire Studios in Wynn uh, doing a live thing uh, for us on Wednesday. I'm sure they're going to be uh, hanging around there as well in Vegas. Rod, um, I wanted to ask you, man, I got to talk about it. Debo Samuel, a lot of smoke and mirrors maybe here. Um, I agree with where he's kind of at about asking for the money. Um, but as a 49ers fan, where are you at with this? Everybody wants to get compensated fairly for their work. I mean, that's, that's just standard across the board. Everybody wants what they feel like they've earned. And for Debo Samuel, we see it on a week-to-week basis exactly how important he is to the San Francisco 49ers. So I can't, I can't even fault the guy for wanting what he's valued, right? I mean, yeah. there's some players that ask for it, but don't necessarily earn it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can see that they're not necessarily worth what they're asking for. Debo, on the other hand, is it worth exactly what he's asking for? So you got to pay the guy. 
Do I see the Niners actually letting him go? No, because we're already in flux with our quarterback situation. We don't know whether or not Jimmy G is going to actually stick around. Yeah. I know that they're talking about a, a trade package with Jimmy and Debo shipping them off. Wow. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I've seen that. It's constantly talked about the, the Jimmy or yeah. Jimmy G actually said, yeah. yeah, I'd be all in if you package me and Debo and send, send us off. Uh, but boy, I got to tell you, as a Niner fan who suffered through some very, very lean years at both positions, I I'm, I'm ready for this to be solidified. So I don't want to see Debo walk. I, I say pay the man whatever he asks for, uh, because to be honest with you, you're hard pressed to find another talent like him out there. And we've seen what happens without him on the field. Yeah. And if you're asking Trey Lance to be hamstrung right off the bat with without a Debo Samuel to be the leader in the in the wide receiver core, mm -hmm. you're already setting yourself up for failure. So yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you 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 hit the uh, nail on the head there that he's done everything for this team, whether it's been a you know a running back where they kind of you know brought into their system last season or being a a running or sorry, a wide receiver, a guy that does it all right. And, and you, another thing that you just said is that without Debo Samuel on the field for this 49ers team, it's a completely different offense and it's a completely different team because he just, he's such a dynamic player that, you know, he comes out of the backfield, he catches balls, uh, you know, five, 10 yards down the field. And, and he's able to make those cuts and get that yak. You know, I think that's something you and I have really been talking about on the prop cast this year when we're doing our player props is a guy when we're talking about receiving yards or going over that Debo Samuel is a prime example of that. He's probably number one on that list on what he can do when he's able to catch the ball in the open field and make a move and cut up the field and, you know, go to the house for a touchdown. So I think that are I, I agree with you. I think they'll find a way to keep him around uh, though. They, they have to pay him the money. Um, the, the guy's pretty much the offense. I mean, no disrespect to the other wide receivers on this team, Brandon Ayuk, yeah, I think there was something going on early in the year because I had taken the over on his receptions last year, and I don't know if he was in the doghouse with the, with the coach, with Shanahan, or whatever it was, but he kind of came on in the playoffs a little bit. But Debo Sam is your offense right now. Your running backs, we know they can never stay healthy. We've seen that over the past two seasons. You got to pay the guy, and I think that if you do, you you give Trey Lance, you know, like you like you said, he's not going to be hamstrung, but you got to pay the guy. Like, just pay him. Like, it's Debo Samuel. I understand he's asking for a lot, and he's probably wants that, you know, Devontae Adams money, or, but he's worth it to, especially the offense that Kyle Shanahan runs, right? His system that he runs, I think he's a perfect fit for it. So I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, on that whole situation. Um, as, as like the, the most recent or the most shocking news that we've kind of seen since we last uh, did a pod about all the moves that have been happening so far whew, in this NFL offseason. But you have anything else, man, for the draft or anything for the NFL that's going to kind of cut your eye or you want to get off your chest here before we get out of here? Nah, it's just gonna, like I said, it's just going to be a wild ride. This this draft, it's funny because it's just not shaking out the way last year's draft is shaking out. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of big, big, sexy names, especially at quarterback and, and teams that definitely needed it. Mm -hmm. And those teams have filled that need now. You know, you, you don't need uh, with Zach. Uh, yeah, Zach Wilson yeah. and Matt Jones and Trey Lance, just like we said, and Trevor Lawrence, obviously, like those those needs aren't there anymore. So yeah. now what? You know, there's the teams are still there at the top. Yeah. But, <laughs> but now they need different things. So yeah. 
Yeah, it was, yeah. Like last year, we knew consensus like it was going to be Trevor Lawrence, like for sure was going to be number one. Zach Wilson was going to end up as two or three, right? It was just depending on what the Niners wanted to do. They took uh, Trey Lance, and the Jets took number three with Zach Wilson. We knew Mac Jones was going to go in the first round somewhere. He ended up in, right in the lap of the New England Patriots. And this season, as of two days before the draft, like there was a market shift between who was going to go one and who was going to go number two. So definitely a toss up this year. Um, better responsibly is what my advice would be uh, on the draft because, again, crazy things do happen. Again, uh, I would have the alerts on read as much as you can because there's been and watch the markets, especially as we kind of lead up with two days left here before the draft um, here in the NFL. But that's going to be our prop cast here today for the NFL uh, draft. I'm looking in front of my eyes. The Vegas, uh, the stage is set right now at the Bellagio Fountain for the NFL draft. So if you're going to be out there, definitely uh, it should be a fun time out there in Vegas. Uh, Rod, let the people know where they can find you and, and what you've been working on, man. You're, you're slowly becoming the hardest working man on SGPN, my man. Yeah, well, I mean, after this, I'm jumping on USFL stuff, but I will say that betting on this NFL draft is like betting on Talladega. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. Anybody long shot can happen. So yeah, uh, yeah like Munaf said, bet responsibly. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, website. You can find all of my work, USFL, fantasy podcast, NASCAR podcast. Uh, yeah, all, all that good stuff. And then, of course, when Munaf... Uh, has me on the prop cast. I, I love being here. So yeah, just uh, find everywhere, everything that I got over there at the sports gambling podcast website and then join the Slack channel. We're always in there. Yeah. Hop into the Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack. Uh, definitely a lot of fun with all the conversations in the different uh, Slack channels, respectively for every single sport. And Rod said, uh, make sure to get over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. A lot of great stuff happening. Uh, USFL, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs right around the corner. NFL stuff is always the king of the land at SGPN. So there's always something happening there. So uh, also download the app, the SGPN app. Just go to the Google Play Store or your app store. Just uh, type in SGPN. You'll see the black and red logo there as well. Um, with that being said, Rob, thank you so much, my man. Uh, we will be back throughout the offseason doing these pods for the NFL. And slowly but surely, NFL season will be here and we will be grinding it out for sure uh, for the NFL season as well. Um, good luck with your bets over this week where the NFL draft as well. Bet responsibly again. And let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>